Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Yurko on a Friday here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. Yurko is here. And Yurko, it, um, you know, Danny loves spring trading. Yes, he does. And we will do that at some point here in, in the spring. In March, yes. As long as it's wide open, spring trading, there's no, I won't work oh. with him, I won't work with him, I won't work with him. As long as it's wide open, I'm participating. But if there's precursors and guys that won't work certain things, no. no. I love this. It's got to be pure. This is a spicy way it's to start the pure. show. And, Are you and, saying that happened only, last year? I'm not saying it did or it didn't. I'm huh. worried. I'm under. Huh. I'm under. Uh, the, the, the last year's decisions were under suspicion. Oh, were they? Yes. Were they? Some, I, yes. I put them under suspicion. Something was amiss. All I'm saying is everybody's got. Now, going into the second week, yeah. you don't want guys working with each other. So for, you for change it for a second around. time. Yeah, 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 I get that. So you work it. You can't work with your same partner and the partner you worked with the week before. Then you can go ahead and start limiting things. Is this the third year we're going to try the spring trading? I this believe is. it is. Third this year? is the third year. Uh, to I, what you're suggesting, you're that right. you're, you're not saying it happened, but maybe it happened. I'm worried about there, it. There's some behind-the-scenes maneuvering that takes place between the, the on-air uh, staff. Uh, I will say this. You and I often get paired. Yes, yeah, so, and it works. So I feel good. I, I appreciate paired, that you're a, cool with right. it. And I've been paired with I'm Adam. Cool with it. Yes. I, I've been paired with everybody. I've got no problems, Team no player. issues. Yeah. Team player. Team player. I also want a multifaceted draft. I want the individuals that are working together as the first ones as you come down the list. And then the times. And right. then the times get right. divvied out. Right. I don't like first one out of the box, work 7 to 10 in the morning. Automatic. No. They see you do the partners first. Then you redraft or you re-pull the pods. For exactly, like, like they do it in Champions League. Yeah, I like right? that. Here are the teams. First you find out where let's, and then where you're going. Right, and let's go back and figure out where they, they, yes. they fit yes. within said pools. Exactly. In group play. I, That's, I like I'm that. excited for spring trading. I, well, so the reason I brought that up to start the show is today is like a little sneak peek. I know you had your uh, Cap and Jay Hood in the morning today, but I'm with Yurko today. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie, it's Waddle and Meller. And then Tyler Aki is filling in for me tonight with Abdal. So there's a bit of a oh yeah, there's a rearrangement. This is like a pre-spring yeah. spring trading. Yeah, a little pre. This is like a Groundhog's Day spring training or a a first Friday of Lent spring trading. Yes, type both. thing. Yeah. Yes. Do we want to see our shadow? Winter. I think we do, and we want to eat fish. <laughs> yes, know? and we want to have. Fish. And it's a muskie that's coming out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> to see if it's uh, seen its shadow or not. You're I like to, it. To start the show, we, we do see have... everybody. Oh, yeah. It's it's great to see everyone. Sean's here. Abdallah's here. Uh, good Abdallah, to see you, fellas. Good, good to see you, Abdallah. Feel free to open the mics whenever you guys want to chime in and give us a little thought or two if we're uh, discussing something that intrigues you. Abdallah, thoughts? You got thoughts? Which may not I, uh... happen in all three hours. <laughs> It may not happen in all three hours, but we're going to find out. It's been a couple of years since I run the board. I've run the board, so uh, it's going to be rocky. Listen, that's good. It's fine. The commercials will run when they run. Yeah, we've we've no. seen that this week. I always say keep it simple. Don't try to get too fancy over there. On Monday, right? the, get the plane off the ground, firing the plane spots up, on right. zone. So get the plane off the ground and bring the plane down. Yeah, that's I'm it. Not, I'm not allowed to make plane references. It flies itself. Whoa. 
Only, <laughs> you almost very nice. Only he you can make that scored. joke. Oh, you got yeah. drops. Only, only he can make that joke. Yeah, yeah. I know it. He yeah, can, he he off. That's Funny a go, that's a go to. That's his go to, obviously. All right. So here's the breaking news in the NFL in the last hour. This is from Adam Schefter on ESPN.com. The Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended for two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy per league sources. Uh, he did not get cleared for the prescri- prescribed medica- medication without having valid uh, exemption from the league. So that's what he was taking. He will not appeal the suspension. He will miss the first two games of next season. And Schefter is also reporting that sources are telling him the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo before the fifth day of the new league year, uh, which is mid-March. He would earn 11.25 million roster bonus on that date. So they are releasing Garoppolo, which the reason, you know, we, we can discuss his specific situation, but this now throws another team that's either going to be looking to draft a new quarterback or an option for the Bears to negotiate a trade for Justin Fields to the Raiders. That, that's another option here. And they've got Aiden O'Connell, too. They have Aiden O'Connell. So they still have the rookie quarterback there from Purdue. That Started seven games last year. Yes, he did. May not be their final option. Maybe yeah. a quarterback, you know, a quarterback that they like, but he may not be the final option. They may want to battle there going into camp. And there's nothing wrong with that. He wasn't a first round pick, Aiden O'Connell. Right. He won a second. I think it was fourth pick, uh, fourth round pick, or yeah. fifth round pick, something like that. Sounds right. So you'd want to bring be bring some competition into the QB room over there. But you run the same offense with Aiden O'Connell and with Justin Fields. Is the same offense being run in that regard? And who's the new offensive coordinator over there? We knew Clint Kingsbury was supposed to go there, but ended up going to Washington. So it's Getzy. Oh, it's Getzy. Yeah, that ain't cool. Luke Getzy. That ain't gonna work. You sure? Didn't they not eat like each other here? What happened? I don't didn't know. They kind of that... make up, but didn't make up. But is that is that actually what happened? Is that Fields and Getzy didn't like each other, or is Getzy just the fall guy for what took place well, at the end know, of last season? We know Getzy was the yeah. fall guy. Yeah, somebody had to pay like, the price, and it was Getzy. Getzy never didn't support Justin Fields. How'd you like to go to the Super Bowl and be the fall guy? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's what happened to Steve, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes? Yeah. yeah, that's what happened to him. You go to the Super Bowl, your defense is playing pretty darn good. I'd argue you only gave up 25 points to them. That's not bad. And you were put in a bad situation when your punt returner, not your punt returner, but your uh, punt return team had the ball Kareem off a leg. And the the return guy, smartly enough, saw it creamed off one of his own player's legs, tried to corral the football, couldn't corral it. And I'm I'm a defense coordinator. I'm just trying to hold them to three points there. They gave up a touchdown. But you put me in a bad way. I gave up 25 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Our vaunted offense with an offensive genius, Kyle Shanahan, couldn't score more than 22 points. And I'm the guy to blame. Did you see what Shanahan said yesterday that he, he didn't like that was a different system that Steve Wilkes brought in? He hired him. You hi- Yeah, exactly. You, you hired him. What are you doing? He didn't like that it was a different system. Then why didn't you hire a guy that was running the you know, get Jim is Thomas Sulo back? Isn't that you a know? conversation that you have when you bring him in? That yeah. Like, oh, yeah, as the D.C., I'm bringing what in system this, this, you this run? system I'm going to yeah. run. I thought that that was Did they wild change yesterday. the terminology? Are they going to go back and find the other guy? I and, mean, and you're right. It, it was a special teams mishap, and otherwise, they they had a great chance to win the Super Bowl with Steve Wilkes. So, yeah, I mean, Luke Getzey. I know that people probably assume that they dislike each other, but if you look at it from a Raiders standpoint, Justin Fields is an upgrade over Aiden O'Connell. I, I would think it is. Yes, I would imagine he's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo too. 
Garoppolo's played some decent football, but he's he's struggled in running, the last few running, years. Running wise, I'd say yes. I wouldn't say passing wise, though. How how consistent and how reliable is Garoppolo though? Turns the ball over a lot, gets hurt often. You know, like he he has struggled you're to talking be about Jimmy. Are you yeah, talking Jimmy about Garoppolo. Justin? Gets hurt well, often. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking he, about Garoppolo. He gets, he gets hurt also. Justin Fields. Does. Yeah, he does. Yes, and he's inconsistent with his throws. Listen, if it's another team you can unload your quarterback to if you're not going to stick with Justin Fields, I'd rather have three or four teams that might be looking at, at Justin Fields if that's the direction you go. Yeah. Not a problem. Or if it's a direction where we want to make the drastic move to get up to number one, we're more than happy to do that. If it's Atlanta, if it's the Raiders, it's whoever coming from deep, if that's what they want to do. I've got no problem doing that either. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields last year had 370 attempts passing. He had nine interceptions. Garoppolo had nine interceptions on 169 attempts. Yeah. So, so I mean, he turns the ball over a lot. He certainly and, did last year. And for the Raiders, you would think that this is a situation. They're sitting in the draft 13th overall. We've kind of discussed in the first round options for the Bears to kind of move. Either that, that Justin Fields piece to a team looking for a quarterback or teams that are hoping that quarterbacks fall. The Raiders were always kind of a team that we mentioned, but we kind of said, well, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. If they're going to release Garoppolo, they are absolutely in play for a quarterback. Just like Atlanta is, I think perhaps Tennessee might, uh, New England, Washington, and obviously the Bears at the top of the board. And then once you get past the Raiders at 13, Yurko, you're kind of looking down to 20 with the Steelers. And, like, those are the teams in that cloud that are going to be kind of looking at the options, whether or not it's go out there and sign a free agent. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be available. So if you're the Raiders, you spend a lot of money, bring Cousins in. Can you compete in the AFC West with Cousins as your quarterback? Or is it better off to try and draft someone at 13 who might be like a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix, Uh, someone like that? How are Carr's numbers last year? Derek Carr's? Yeah, down in New Orleans with Saints. Because dare I say, Derek Carr and Cousins, somewhat About I- interchangeable same. parts. Oh. So at some point, don't you want to do something fresh and you want to do something new? Carr threw for 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. How many yards? Uh, he threw for 3,800 yards. Okay, 3,800 yards yeah. in 17 games. He played all of them, right? I believe so. Yeah. Let's see here. I think he missed like two games. Yeah, he played. He he played in seventeen. It says seventeen games. How many? Uh, how many attempts? Passing attempts. Five hundred forty-eight. Yeah, so that's not as many as a lot of uh, different guys have out there. What's that? About thirty. Thirty a game. Thirty passing attempts. Yeah. Thirty-one, three, ten, five, ten. That's five hundred and ten. No, I'm saying they're interchangeable parts. You yeah. want better. Yeah. yeah. They've started to change in in, uh, in Vegas. They want something better. They don't want something similar. They want something better. So it depends what kind of mindset they have going forward. Now, the guy that owns them, that's the part of the problem, too. The guy that owns them. I, you know, if it was his father, the swashbuckler that he was, Al Davis. Al Davis would come in there, you know, bringing the hammer down, trying to do the best he could to get anything done to be competitive as hell. He'd come in. He'd make the dashing move to number one because that's what he'd want to do. Do you think the haircut prevents those moves from being done? Hair- 
I think the haircut <laughs> prevents intelligent thought from penetrating. You know? From good thoughts to come in. It protects his brain from intelligence coming in and for whatever comes out, coming out. I think that's what the hair protects. Do we think it's real or do we the think it's like helmet. a helmet he puts on every day? I, I think it's real hair, but it's 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 certainly strange. I just wonder if it was he, sewn in, it, you know? It's the strangest haircut in sports, He definitely right? cuts it himself, right? Like he just takes scissors and goes right across the face. Well, he put he puts the bowl on his head. Yeah, yeah, and then and then starts snipping the bangs. Yeah, well, I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've mean, seen it happen. I know exactly what, you know what it looks like. No, I just don't think. I don't think Oakland wants much of the same quarterbacking. I think they're trying to sit there and roll the dice and take something exceptional or something new, something that they haven't had. And if you're talking about a, a maybe a running quarterback. A quarterback that can get the first downs for you. And, and again, we saw it in the Super Bowl. You saw a quarterback on fourth and one that ran the ball. He said, I'll keep it myself if I have to. Yeah. He read Bosa crashing. And by the way, everybody wants to blame Bosa on that play. Nobody knows what the defensive call was. The defensive call may have called for him to slash down off the back end and a linebacker to be sitting there outside for contain right. if action flowed. So nobody knows whose fault it was. Looking at it, from the naked eye, without knowing what was called, I would say it's Joey Bosa's fault. But until I confirm that with knowing exactly what the call was, I can't blame him a thousand percent because you don't know whose responsibility it was to come off that corner. I think I think you're onto something with if they're moving off of Garoppolo. Yeah, I would imagine they're going big fish hunting, right? Like that's they, what you would think. They, they want someone that is going to get you past the car Garoppolo level. I don't think Justin Fields is that. Like, do you think teams are saying, because well, I think this, the they, same conversation could be had about the Steelers. Not that he's past that or not past that. What he is is different. Well, he is different. He's more dynamic, not a dynamic passer. He's a more dynamic player. Would that lead to more success in a Steelers or Raiders offense, though? I, well, I think the, Ra- that's- the Raiders find themselves in a very tricky division. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, and same with the Steelers. Steelers are arguably in the best division in football. The, the only reason I have faith in the Denver Broncos doing something and making some noise is because of the guy that they've got running them. Yeah, that's true. With Denver he, he, and He Sean had Payton. success. He was successful in Philadelphia when he was there. Allowed him to go to Dallas. They were successful in Dallas, which allowed him to go to the New Orleans Saints. Like, if Denver was interested in, in Justin Fields, would you have second thoughts on, on the Bears' situation at I, one? I don't think Denver would have any second thoughts ever exactly. about Justin Fields. <laughs> they they, they just, wouldn't have second. They wouldn't have first yeah, thoughts. They wouldn't have any thoughts. They don't want that style of quarterback. They want a guy that can sling the ball and, they can, and pass the ball. Running is the 10th option for their quarterback. It's not the third option or the second option. They want to drop back and they want to throw the ball. They want to sling the pill all over the yard. That's what they want to do. That's what Sean Payton wants to do. And the running back is the guy that's going to run the ball. Their running back is the guy that's going to go ahead. They're going to hand it off to him, and he's going to gain their yeah. positive yardage, whatever they're looking for, you know, via rushing the ball. Because uh, every once in a while, the offensive line likes to run the ball. They don't like to sit back and drop and, and get pummeled upon all the time. Something, when you run the ball, you get to do the pummeling. So, yeah, I don't think... He's just not the style of quarterback that Sean Payton wants. So we're trying to figure out what's the, the right spot for Justin Fields. The news today, Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll be suspended for two games to start the season. Uh, the Raiders are expected to release him. So wherever he lands this offseason, he will serve a two-game suspension for uh, violating the performance-enhancing substance policy in the NFL. Uh, that was news that was reported about an hour ago from Adam Schefter. Uh, let's look at the spots. Raiders, Steelers, 
Is there a dark horse team out there? Is there someone within the first 15 picks that you think they will give up a first rounder for Justin Fields? I think that's unlikely, but if you have a bidding war, who knows what could come out of that? Landing spots for Justin Fields, Blecken for Carmen. It's Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Welcome in for Carmen today. It's Carmen and Yurko on till three here on ESPN 1000. Yurko, it's a Friday. We've, uh, are we getting pizza today? Is that what you, you did you say Danny's ordering pizza no, for the I show? I wish I said Danny was ordering pizza. I was hoping that oh. we'd have some pizza coming down the pipeline, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, it's a Friday. Why wouldn't we? It, uh, you, you would think Friday's pizza day. Uh, you'd think. Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. Friday is pizza day. We should have some pizza coming down the pipeline. Even if you just drag it through the garden, there's no meat on it. I got no problem with that. I got to have a vegetarian pizza. Vegetables I mean, are very good for you. They are. Yeah. There's also nothing wrong with a cheese pizza. Nothing wrong with a cheese pizza. A cheese pizza sometimes yeah, just look, hits the spot. I was looking at the white pizza from uh, Peace. Yeah. You throw some clams on there. It is very Friday during Lent friendly. Oh, yes. You can drink. Yeah, that's perfect right Today there. It's probably a huge pizza day just for that reason. Yeah, if they're going with uh, exactly. if you're veggies gonna do cheese or pizza. cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could do a, a green onion. I mean, green onion. Onion, green pepper. Yeah. It's perfect. Mushrooms. Boom. All over the pizza. No meat on it whatsoever. Yeah. Delicious to me. Yeah, absolutely. I can eat that all day and all night. Uh, Yurko, yesterday afternoon after uh, you were off the air, the Bears announced that they released Eddie Jackson yes. and Cody Whitehair. Eddie Jackson, both both players spent a long time with the franchise. Both went to the Pro Bowl. Cody Whitehair early was really good, and yep. he, he filled a lot of different spots on the offensive line. And Eddie Jackson really hit the scene as a rookie. Uh, multiple touchdown returns. Turnovers, ball hawk. ball hawk. Second year, I think, was his big year where he's a ball hawk. Yeah, and then he had in some interceptions and 2018, such. he was awesome. And then he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and things kind of fell off from that point. And on. then at that point, I think he was still uh, effective last year, not, not 2023, but in 2022, I thought he was a pretty damn good player. Um, but like in anything, when you're a high-priced player and your level drops a little bit, the question's always going to be, hey, can we do, can we get out of somebody else close to what he's given us for a whole lot less. And if that answer is yes, then that guy's got to go. That's just the way it is. I predicted it during the year when Whitehair lost his starting position, when he couldn't make the snap to center, that he was going to be one of those guys that's going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Eddie Jackson. When Eddie Jackson didn't want to tackle anymore. When Eddie, you, so if you're not going to tackle, you better be able to get the football. So if you can get the football, you still can't tackle. You're not willing to put your head in there. You're not willing to go ahead and uh, risk that shoulder injury anymore. Maybe he wasn't. But you knew at some point that they were going to move on from him. And it doesn't surprise me that they decide this is the time to move on from him. If that's the way you tackle, you have to do the other things. Right. You have to be uh, getting the turnovers, you have the, to be the, able to play creating the, fumbles, picking up the, the football right. when it's loose on the ground, and getting interceptions. Yeah, if you're not right. doing that. you got to be able to get to the sideline on that play where you're in the cover two. You've got to be able to fly over there on the, the long pass, the nine route. You've got to be able to get there. You've got to take away any seam stuff that's coming your direction if you're the deep middle. If you're the guy that comes up, in, uh, comes up into the box, you've got to be able to put the hammer in on him. Yeah. You got. You have to, especially when it comes close to the goal line. If you're tepid near the goal line, if you've got problems near the goal line where you're going to be called upon, 
You can't shy away from it. And at some point, it becomes an issue. And I think he can be a safety for somebody else when he's like the fifth best guy in the defensive backfield. I think Eddie Jackson is going to be of value to some team out there at $5 million. Somebody will be very happy with Eddie Jackson at $5 million. Abdal might remember this better than I would. Wasn't there a game like two, three years ago against Green Bay where Eddie Jackson was in the hole on the goal line and it was him and a running back Mm -hmm. and it was just Ole? Yeah. It was just... There was no yeah. attempt to make a play the phantom, in the hole. The, the yeah. phantom peanut punch. Was that maybe? two years ago or three years ago? It was two years ago. Three years ago, I don't think – because I, th- I, I watched a bunch of Eddie Jackson plays yesterday reminiscing about the past and the better times. Uh, about <laughs> the better times the, as the a better, Bears fan. The better times as a Bears fan. Uh, and I believe that was two years ago. Yeah, and like those moments – as the years went on, Yurko, yeah, stuck out more. You know, last season he he was a really good uh, voice, a veteran voice in that secondary. But like when you look around the secondary, young players are stepping up and making plays and getting better as the weeks went on. And like there were many games in November and December when Eddie Jackson was healthy and out there, where he would get subbed off. You'd have younger guys in there, and you could see the amount of snaps being played. We're starting to dwindle in his favor. And listen, uh, Abdallah and I got a chance to host two shows with him this fall. He's a really nice yeah, guy. Professional. And he's, he's, he was a good bear. He, he's a player that I think a lot of people really enjoyed watching. Uh, he scored the couple of touchdowns early in his career. Uh, he, I think he, he had was, two interception returns for touchdowns this year, didn't he? Uh, he had one. Was it against Minnesota or against Detroit? Let's Which see. one? Uh, defensive interception. He had an interception uh, this year. Uh, he had, had one. four last year. Right. It was last year where he, he played really well. The one that came from this past season was he called out Joe Flacco and said that Joe Flacco will turn the ball over, and he got him. Yeah, against Cleveland. So I, right. I always appreciate that. When an athlete's going to talk crap and they can back it up, I like that. He was a nice guy. Um I think he may have known that his time as a Bear was going to probably be up after this season. And I think the one thing that I always appreciated talking to him about was he had a a deep respect and appreciation for the franchise and the history of the Bears and what it meant to be a defensive player for the Chicago Bears. I thought that was cool when we had the couple of shows that we had with him over the fall. And uh, you're right. He'll he'll latch on somewhere else. For and a fourth round pick, he was very productive. Very they productive. put a flyer on him after he was hurt coming out of Alabama. I think uh, as a fourth round draft choice, he paid off for the Chicago Bears. I think he had he's seven quality years out of him. He'll, he'll be one of those guys, yeah. Yurko, that he'll go on and he'll play somewhere else. But if he wants to, I think he can make a home here in Chicago and still have appreciation from the fan base. Yeah, you know, he's from Florida, though, so he I think he Florida. likes the warmer weather. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I think, don't I think, we all? Yeah. Don't we all? I think I, I want to wait and I want to retire down there. I think he just might want to be down there. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I, I do. Like, he so, really... like Miami at a discount price, would that make sense for him? It might. It could. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it might. At, at a discount price, Miami for him, Tampa for him. Yeah. Jacksonville maybe for him, if they're looking for a veteran to come in there and make some, uh, make some noise. I think that makes sense for him. But at what price? You know? yeah. And then Cody Whitehair uh, put in eight years, and he did a lot of different things as well. And, uh, both moves yesterday for the Chicago Bears. It opens up $21 million in cap space. The Bears now have the thirst, third most 
cap space in the NFL. Uh, before those moves, I think they were sixth. They're now at third with $66 million available in free agency. And I, I guess the question I would say to you, Yurko, is do you use some of that money to find a replacement in Eddie Jackson, or is that money going, going to go towards Jalen Johnson and a new deal? Because it, I'm expecting that that will take place in this offseason. Yeah, the money goes to Jalen, Jalen Johnson, absolutely. Yeah. That's who you're taking care of. Your safety, I think your safety is within your team already. Yeah. Yeah, you can One find out exactly what you played need. when yes. Jackson was out. Exactly. Your answers are on this team. Now, you're probably going to end up drafting a safety and a, or a corner during the draft this year. Now, my ideal scenario... For this coming and Cody White here, eight years, wonderful. He was a Pro Bowler one year. Uh, I I didn't know he was as old as he was. He got in the league at the age of twenty four. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so you know he's even up there in years. He's thirty one years old. I think he's still got a place in the NFL somewhere. Veteran guy again at a number. He's got a place at, at a number. Can play center if you in a pinch. Can play both guard positions. So there's always going to be a place for a guy like that in the league. It's just going to be at the right number. That's where he's going to end up being. My ideal scenario. Give it to me. It's multifaceted. Oh. They identify the quarterback they like in this draft. They, they switch out of one. They go to wherever they can. Two, three. They're out of one. They're getting more picks. Second-round draft choices coming at you now. They identify their quarterback. They move to three. Right? They move out of one. They move to three. So you know, first of all, you're identifying a quarterback. So that you're saying that quarterback is not Caleb Williams. That quarterback is not Caleb Williams. Okay. In my ideal scenario. Okay. All right. Uh, you you're backing out of there. You're trading Justin Fields. Yeah. Right. But you've got an eye on the quarterback you like in the draft. Okay. Justin Fields is being traded too. You acquire that pick. Okay. You acquire another pick. You're picking Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Okay. You're picking the offensive tackle from Penn State. Right, And depending upon where that draft choice was at, you might even be picking up another receiver. Okay, so you go with Marvin Harrison, Rashanu, and then you want another wide receiver. Maybe so, another Roma wide Duse. receiver. <laughs> or, or now, it's going to be a little further back. Where are you getting the quarterback? Back. It's further back. The quarterback's later in the first round? I, I think they've identified somebody that they like later on. Who's yeah. that? Bo Nix? Could be. Could be slipping. Do you have uh, inside information? I don't have any inside oh, information. This, okay. I told you this is my ideal scenario. Uh, it's an ideal scenario. This is my ideal scenario. Okay, but even if you were able and to figure up, that out. And picking up a slew of draft choices still slew, again for next yes. year. Here, here's my problem with that. What? I, there is no problem. I'm, no, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. I'll tell you and next. And it's not J.J. Right? McCarthy. No, it, it, I, I, here's the problem. If you're passing up the guys at the top of the board going with Marvin Harrison as your first pick, the problem, I'll tell you what the problem is next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Chris Bluffkin for Carmen today. It's Carmen and Yurko here on ESPN 1000 on until 3 o'clock. On ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Two guys just talking football. That's what we're doing on a Friday. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, you just laid out a, a dream scenario in your mind for what the Bears could do at the top of the draft board, collecting assets, moving back, selecting wide receivers, and then pinpointing their quarterback later and, and getting that guy. 
You, you listed it off. You gave us the, right. the full spiel. And this is only a theory right now until we find out what they do in free agency because then you're going to know what they're going to want in the draft. Yeah. So I, I can throw scenarios out there and, you know, okay, well, that's pie-eyed and, you know, eyes in the sky and, oh, my God, maybe no. All I'm saying is I'm throwing something out what I might like and it involves fields being traded and it involves trading down from number one. It feels very uh, San Francisco back. 49er. Yes. Just the you. vision. The vision yeah. I had yeah, is you're, unbelievable. You're seeing uh, uh, Brock Purdy 2.0 being selected later. Not that far back, though. Yeah, you, uh, I'm not going all the way back to right. seven. But but late in the first round, you know, some of the mock drafts have five quarterbacks going off the board in the first round. Most of them going off in the first 15 picks. So if you're, if you're going past that stage, then you're looking at guys who are either Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy or guys who are lower rated than those two individuals if you say that that's the guy that they see that they want. So so what you laid out, and why I'm going to tell you you're wrong, is uh, you laid out moving past those top three selections because you wanted to get Marvin Harrison Jr. So perhaps you, you move to three, you trade with the Patriots, they're the team that then goes on to take Caleb Williams. I don't think this fan base, and I don't think any of us would be okay with moving out of a position of one if you are going to take the quarterback. I think what we would all be okay with is if they select the quarterback at one and that individual doesn't work out, I think we understand that there is bust potential with all draft picks. You're the one that says it, right? They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're prospects. They're, they're, not, they're suspects. They're suspects yeah. when they're prospects. Right. Uh, so, so, like, we, I get that as a Bears fan. I would not be able to handle moving out of that position. And Caleb Williams becoming a stud. Caleb come, becomes a stud. Uh, Jaden Daniels is a stud. And or Drake May being a stud. And then you select someone behind those individuals. In the draft that was given, it was handed to you. The Bears didn't have to lose to get the number one pick. They're a 7-10 team ready to go. And if you pass on the quarterback who can be the guy, because they passed on a quarterback last year, and I know that you don't like to look at it that way, but they did pass on a quarterback last year, and they could have selected C.J. Stroud if they wanted to. If I trade out of one, if I trade out of one, the only quarterback is Caleb Williams I could be judged on because everybody has him as the consensus number one right now. Well, if if I have the first pick, if I have the first pick, and everybody believes it's Caleb Williams, and I'm leveraging that when trade talks with anybody that wants to come up who know that it's going to be Caleb Williams. Then you can't, if I was going to take Caleb Williams, and the three quarterback decides to hit either Drake May or, or Jane Daniels, they decide to hit because of the situation they end up in. Well, I can't be lambasted if any of the three hit. I can only be lambasted if Caleb Williams hits. Well, okay, if, if your scenario is moving to two, if you move to four... And you pass on all three of those guys, you can be judged on that. He would be judged. Polls would be judged on that if he passed all of them. But if you only move to two, and Caleb Williams is the only one that goes off the board, and then you take Marvin Harrison Jr. because the other two are not rated that highly in your mind, then I understand. Yeah, that you're right. Then if you didn't pass on, but if you pass on, like here's what bothered me about last year. If if CJ Stroud, you had a chance to go after CJ Stroud, and yes, I know you're going to say the consensus one was Bryce Young, except there were major concerns about Bryce Young's size going going into last year's draft. So, like, if you saw that that was the guy, CJ Stroud, 
you could have taken him one and then solved your quarterback issues going forward. I respect the Chicago Bears more for getting out of there and saying nobody wowed me, backing out, and then C.J. Stroud did what he did. I respect the Bears more than I respect the Carolina Panthers coaching staff that just got fired by coming back and saying, well, we like C.J. Stroud. If you like C.J. Stroud, you'd have made it a point that C.J. Stroud was going to be your quarterback. You'd have quit on the spot. If you believed in C.J. Stroud, it wouldn't have gone that way. Bryce Young would never have been a Carolina Panther. If you believed in C.J. Stroud, he'd have been a Carolina Panther. But you didn't. Then when you get crap canned, now in the 23rd hour, you decide, (laughs) you know, right between the, 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 they're about to inject the lethal injection into your arm. Final last words. Yeah, final last words. Well, we really did like C.J. Stroud. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'll say this. Give Ryan Pauls the credit. At his season-ending press conference, he doubled down. Yeah. He doubled down on, you know, it was one season. Let's see how it plays out. Right. Which I, I agree with you. I have respect on that. I also think that you can't pass up a second draft class, though, this upcoming season. Like, it's fine that you did that last year if you had the foresight that we're going to have multiple first-round picks no matter where they are. And if we see someone we identify as the guy, we will move up and go get that guy. Aaron Brooks was the 131st pick in the draft in 1999 that had five quarterbacks go in the first round. He's like the eighth. Yeah. Maybe 10th quarterback that went in that year. If you got a guy like Aaron Brooks at UID, and Aaron Brooks had a decent NFL career. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah, he was phenomenal. Good. You know, but he had a decent career. He did, um, I'm trying to look at his uh, stats here. I, I mean, he threw for 3,800, 35, 35, 38. I mean, he threw for 3,800 yards. Yeah, fourth round pick. That's a substantial amount of yardage. I mean, that's pretty yeah. darn good. Absolutely. 123 tutties. So. I mean, he came in. He had a good career. He, yeah, the thing that sidelined those guys, obviously, is when the stuff happened to him. And they had to move. And Aaron Brooks had to play in Houston. And he wasn't happy about playing in Houston. And he let his people know that he wasn't happy about having to play in Houston because of what happened down in New Orleans. Nobody liked that experience that they had. I think that sidelined and sidetracked his career. Then they didn't have some success. Then all of a sudden it was over for him. You, you bring up the 1999 draft, and I think what's um, interesting is that that draft also had three quarterbacks go off the board at the top. Yes. Tim Couch won to my, Cleveland. My final year in the league, Yeah, and we drafted Tim Couch. <laughs> Tim Couch won to Cleveland, two Donovan McNabb to Philly, and then Achilles Smith went three to Cincinnati. Tim Couch bust, Achilles Smith bust. One of those players was the player. Yeah, McNabb. Um, and McNabb was very good for a very long time. Went to multiple NFC Championship games, got to the Super Bowl once. So, like, he was a very, very good player, but... Yeah, you're right. When uh, we the, look at the this eleventh year's... guy picked, was also a very, very good player. Yeah, Dante Culpepper. Yes, the eleventh guy. So, I mean, that's my point. If yeah. you ID a guy, if you find a guy, and you say, "Hey," and Dante Culpepper and Donovan McNabb, similar careers, not similar careers. Who did better? Who didn't do better? Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia had success. Andy Reid was there. They had success. Yeah. But you've got to take a leg in, in Culpepper the, had success with Minnesota. The eleven were good. Twelve years that he ended up playing, he did pretty damn well. He passed for forty seven hundred and seventeen yards with the Minnesota Vikings in 04. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty damn good. Those teams were good with uh Moss and Carter and yep. 
Uh, Smith in the backfield. I, those, Robert those were good. Smith. Yeah, oh, those were those were good. Teams. Don't remind me. <laughs> Tough to tackle that kid. Yo, he was good. He was like one of those. You know, Yurko. He was one of those um, underrated multi backs. Where out of the backfield, he could receive. Kind of like Warwick Dunn. Um, before you know, it really became like fancy football wise, where the the running back who ran the football and caught the football at the same time that they they were you know all the hype. Doctor Josh in Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Josh? Hey, Yurko. So uh, your uh, your take on the you can't only be judged on the first quarterback. Who do they still judge the Bears on every Super Bowl for the last six years that, that it took Trubisky at two, even though that quarterback went ten? That's those people that can't get over the Patrick Mahomes thing. Well, yeah, right, but it's still done. I don't. I don't do it. Well, it's Carmen. Yeah, it's Carmen. Who we can't talked get about over it this it. week. Carmen can't get over it. I said, listen, you made the choice. Was was pathetic. <laughs> you made a pathetic choice. The, the worst part about it, uh, Doctor Josh, it wasn't that they drafted Mitch Trubisky. If they stayed at three and they took Mitch Trubisky, fine. Who cares? Life goes on. They traded up and gave away everything to go up one position. That's what bothered me about that draft. It's not that you took Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes was sitting there eight picks later. What bothered me is everything they gave away to go up and, and, and draft the bust that they drafted. That's the dilemma of that draft. And if people don't understand, that's what should bother you rather than getting uh, either one of the two quarterbacks that went later, Deshaun Watson. I don't think anybody's upset we didn't get Deshaun Watson. Is anybody upset we didn't get Deshaun Watson? No, well, it's only one guy. It'd be Mahomes. If people are upset, it's Mahomes. Yeah, but if Watson didn't have the off the field issues, but he did. No, I know he he absolutely did. But he was a better player. Yeah, he's a better player than Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, if my mom had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. But she doesn't have wheels, and she's not a bicycle. York, no offense, I wouldn't ride. Yeah, your mom if she was a bicycle. I appreciate no offense. Those kind words, (laughs) Joe in Ottawa. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, um. Either way, I think uh, with this quarterback decision or whatever Poles does decide to do, um, I think he's going to tie his job to this decision no matter what, and uh, he's going to have to live with that. That's right. But the other other thing I want to say, too, is this. Um, So I haven't really heard a whole lot of people talk about it. Um, Caleb Williams, when I was, like, uh, watching him, a lot of his stats said, like, in in the beginning he was, like, 6'1", and that's what they were saying Bryce Young was when he was – Go, when he got like his combine stats, and you know he's not six six foot at all. Um, don't, wouldn't you think that he's kind of a little undersized? I mean, I have watched some of his film. I, I can see why people say the Patrick Mahomes comparisons with some of the crazy arm angles that he throws with, with like his movement in the pocket and stuff like that. But I could see what Yerk is saying um, by maybe sliding down because I know uh, like Drake May, he's he's a big athletic dude. Um, the other kid from LSU, I'm not too sure of his name. He's a super dynamic player. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. yeah, he's crazy, super fast. Uh, seems like he has a cannon, too. He seems like he's still pretty young, though. And then um, I know the one old guy in the draft, he's, he's been in college for a while, is Bo Nix, and he yeah. comes with, with, some, uh, with some extra uh, pedigree to being there long enough to understand a little bit more. Maybe he would fit NFL teams better because he's been doing it for so long. But uh, yeah, that was just my uh, my one question to you guys. Do you think that Caleb Williams is a little undersized, and do you think that he would be able to flourish in the NFL? I mean, after seeing what what happened to Bryce Young last season, I think Bryce yeah, Young, so. and I think it's a little early to close the door on Bryce Young's career. Yeah, I, agree. I think I think it's a little bit early, so I wouldn't do that as of yet. Last year was somewhat disappointing. 
but we'll see if they get a little bit better what they can do, uh, you know, in free agency and other places to make their team a little bit better. I'd say don't write off Bryce Young yet. Bryce Young was also emaciated. He's thinner, thinly built. You know what I'm saying? He is. He's he's short and thinly built. He's he. Online it says he's 205. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams is 215. Yeah. Caleb but, Williams looks much thicker yeah. than Bryce Young. And your combine height's your height. And yeah. most of these guys have already been measured because they had a pro day last year where they probably came in and timed the juniors to see kind of a ballpark figure yeah. or where these guys were at. They probably already have a height on him. I wouldn't be stunned if he goes to the combine. He's not going to do a ton of work, Caleb Williams, because he's number one pick. He'll go in there to get height, weight, and get cleared by the medical professionals. They take him down to the Indianapolis hospital there. They put him through some x-rays, yep. any injuries that he had. They do some scans and stuff like that. He'll be down there for all the preliminaries. He'll be down there with his agent, meeting with the prospective teams in their interviews. He'll be there. Bryce Young is 5'10". Right. Caleb yeah. Williams is 6'1". Right. I think that's a pretty substantial that, difference yeah, between the two dis- That's players. absolutely that, that's a phenomenal difference. Well, and, and thicker it's massive. Yurko. Yeah, he's much thicker. Yeah, thicker yeah. is better. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. Carmen Yurko. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko, Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. Yurko is here taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Sean and Maryville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sean? What's up, fellas? I uh, I was listening to Yurko's idea, and yeah. I, uh, I, think, I don't think he's too far off. I think uh, Drake May is going to be the best quarterback in the draft. I think he's going to, because he is a bigger body guy, He's one that can hold up to the elements. And I. The, everything that people have been saying is he's almost as athletic as Caleb Williams. So if we trade back to number two with Washington, we get Drake May, we package a fourth rounder, and then we get 36 and 40, which we don't have any second-round picks in. And we can take a Roma Dunze or uh, – Malik Neighbors from LSU at nine, and then get a center and a edge rusher with thirty six and forty. What are your thoughts? What do you think, Yurko? Thanks, Sean. Thanks for the phone call. You if, know, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking to go ahead and collect that kind of stuff, yeah, that I, I'm a fan. And he also didn't talk about trading away Justin Fields. You'd also get a draft choice somewhere. I don't know exactly know where because I don't know what the value of Justin Fields is. Could it be a first round? I don't know. Could it be a second this year? Could it be a fourth next year? I don't know. If you pinpoint your guy and you only move back one spot or two spots right. and you're almost guaranteeing yourself that that guy's going to be there, I could go with this thought process. Right. What would worry me is if you went to 12. Originally, yeah, how, how you laid it out originally yeah, where you were using 12. your first pick on like Marvin Harrison Jr., wherever yeah. that is in the top 10, and then you're hoping someone's there at the end of the round. That would worry me as a Bears fan. Yeah, well, not all quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. No, that's true, but you know how it works. When when a run happens, it I know everybody's all up on J.J. McCarthy, but I don't know if J.J. McCarthy's going 8 to Atlanta or if he's going 12 to Denver or, you know, what's happening there. Usually you you analyze the talent, you figure out where it's likely he's going to be drafted. Do you put a little bit of a premium on that he's a quarterback? But if you're a McCarthy fan, he might slip. Uh, Penix, slipping. Bo Nix, 
slipping. Just where? Who's going to pick these guys up and where? See, the problem is... And do they slide into the second round like Will Levis did last year? Yeah, it, it, it's possible. And we, we see it each season that someone that was expected to be a first-rounder falls to the second round. I'd say this, though. There are very few teams in that top 15 range that have solidified quarterbacks. Like Arizona at four, they have a quarterback. Kyler the Murray. Chargers at five, they, they have, have a quarterback. quarterback. The Giants at six, I they guess. They don't have a quarterback, they, but they're, they're not going to choose a quarterback. Yeah, they paid a quarterback. So we understand. They're not going to choose one. They're more likely a, a second-round player on the quarterback, though. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Um, but with Tennessee, Atlanta, Minnesota, Denver, and the Raiders, all question marks. The Jets are in the middle there. They have a quarterback. But if you got a second round grade on a quarterback, you're not taking a quarterback no. in the first round. No, you're not going to do it. You're gonna you're gonna get a first round talent in the first round. You're not going to stretch on a second round talent and and force them into a a, a first round pick. You're that, not going to do that. That's how you kill your franchise. Yes, by by doing that and and making moves making like that, making monumental mistakes in the first round. You can't do it. Uh, it's something that we saw Ryan Pace do. Oh. is that constantly moving up and constantly yeah. missing on guys that he and moved up, m- for. moving up and then and then trading away your other picks to move up. Jack in Warrenville, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Jack. Uh, hey guys, I just want to let uh, you guys know that I don't really want a guy that. You know, kind of emotional like Williams is, and uh, I just want to let you guys know, or I want to let you know uh, your thoughts about that. What do you mean emotional? Uh, I, I don't mind a guy with a temper. So yeah, it's not really the temper, just the part where, like, I think it was after the game against UCLA where he was, like, crying in his mom's arms. and Yeah. I don't know. I just don't really want that kind of guy in Chicago, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, right, you so know, let's talk about that. Listen, I'm a fan of a bosom to cry in, but, you know. Well, so not you're over going. a football game. Though. Here's my criticism for Caleb Williams on that specific situation. Yes, I, I'm a USC fan, so I watch every game that I can. Didn't have the Pac-12 network this year, so there were a couple that, uh, thanks to the network, they're throwing up there on only the Pac-12 network. Uh, their final uh, way on their way out to the Big Ten. Sure. Uh, so very appreciative to that. Um, I'd say this: what bothers me as a USC fan, about him crying to his mom after that game was any time that they lost a big game, he refused to speak to the media. And it felt in that moment that him going up to his mom and crying on the sidelines was more about putting on a show, that he was so devastated that yeah. their season was ruined because they lost again and they had no chance at a Pac-12 championship. They had no chance to get into the college football playoff. It felt like it was more of a look at me PR type of move. Like I really care when previously throughout the season, whenever he needed to be held accountable for bad losses and a bad game against Notre Dame, he was nowhere to be found. He was protected by Lincoln Riley. And in fact, Lincoln Riley would skip out in some media oh. engagements as well. He, he canceled his coaches show multiple times throughout the season when the team was playing poorly. A guy crying because he's invested in trying to win doesn't necessarily bother me. As a USC fan, it rubbed me the wrong way that Caleb was like trying to make it about him when clearly the season was lost and it was a it was a disappointing yeah. year. I, I would just say that I don't have a problem with guys that have tempers. I don't have a problem with guys yelling at guys on the sidelines no. because it's an intense game. Yeah. Guys are going to yell at each other. Guys are going to get after each other. 
We saw in the Super Bowl, Travis yeah. Kelsey going up to Andy Reid and, yeah. and, and trying to kill him, <laughs> knocking him off his. Uh, I know his assault. Spot. I know assault when I see it. Uh, of an it's elderly person, battery. yeah, assault and battery. I know what it was. I saw it. Chris Pluck in for Carmen. Carmen and Yurko will be back in two minutes. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.